Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. I'm Halls Burkhart, buddy. How how appropriate is it that two stony baloney motherfuckers like us are continuing Halloween shenanigans a full week after Halloween? That's how we roll here. <laughs> We're a little slower than everybody yeah. else. You know, we might show up a little late to the party, but we'll be in a good mood. Might smell like mm-hmm. a skunk. <laughs> smell like a skunk. Bag of Taco Bell in the hand. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, man. Don't even get me started on Taco Bell. I have had some issues with Taco Bell over the last couple of weeks of my life. Um, so listen, uh, we're going to be talking about the Resident Evil 2 remake this week. Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm getting excited for the remake of Part 4. Yeah. Which is not too far off, I think. No, and and we've. What's nice about that is it finally seems like slowly but surely we're getting shit to look forward to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not like where we've been just sitting on our hands for the last six months since Elden Ring, going like, oh, what's next? You know, like next week, or or in a couple of days from when we post this, we uh, we get God of War Ragnarok, then Crisis Core. Uh, what's the what's the spooky game? Something the Callisto Protocol. That's it. Resident Evil Four remake. There's there's lots of stuff on the horizon. It's, it's finally going to start picking up. This crazy slow gaming year of 2022 is is finally coming to an end. Yeah, literally this week. Yeah, I know. Can't really can't wait for God of War Ragnarok. Oh my god, dude. Me neither. I like it was a game I was already excited for. Obviously, you know, we talked very highly of that game on the episode we did, um, you know, for the first one. Um, and then the reviews started hitting and that only made my excitement more intense. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to play that game. Yeah, me too, man. Let me throw our buddies at Sacred Icon a shout out too. I think they just dropped their God of War 2018 episode um, just this past Saturday. So if you're stoked about it and want to kill a few hours before while you're waiting for that game to launch that's a good way to do it so um from now on i'm just calling brian brian why do i have to say his last name when clearly i can't pronounce it correctly that's fine <laughs> that's fine <laughs> i think um, brian just, just brian works just brian sacred icon brian sacred icon joshy you know mm-hmm. everybody knows who i'm talking about I don't think those dudes will take any offense. Watch Brian turn around the real Twitter smoke on me. Like that's the line I finally cross to get that Brian <laughs> Twitter smoke. Is uh, I don't uh, use his I, last name. I'm pretty sure you're okay unless you like come for the rings of power, in which case you might get some of that Twitter smoke. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Looking forward to the yeah. second season. So Same listen, here. guys. I know, I know having to listen to plugs is a bit of a is a bit of a bummer like jesus guys just get on with it um but i have a really special stream coming up this week um speaking of god of war ragnarok i'm going to be streaming that game pretty hardcore um i think i'm going to actually start streaming it at 11 central 12 eastern on tuesday when it releases 
um, at least to kill time until the new episode of Andor is live. And then on Wednesday morning, I'm going to get up, start streaming pretty much immediately. And I'm going to stream all the way until probably about 4 Eastern or 4 Central, 5 Eastern, at which point I have to get off and set up for a special guest that's coming by for the stream. And I really want people to show up for the special guest. I'm not quite sure how I pulled this one off. I just took a shot in the dark. They said yes. Okay. And listen. This is the the the, the anticipation is killing me over here, really. Because you've kept this from me, too. No. Well, okay. You can do that as the meme, but I've already admitted on Blue Harvest <laughs> that you and Will are the only two that know who the special guest is. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop playing coy. Okay, yeah. So Steve, no man, you he keep it secret, keep it safe. You give him that fucking one ring to rule them all and see what happens. He's like, I won't tell anybody. Secret and safe. He's trying um, to promote that stream, son. Yeah. So listen, I think no later, um, based on his, based on their availability, I think uh, the the special guest stream should be up no later than seven central, eight eastern. You know, um, what would that be? Five Pacific. That's the U.S. times. If you're out of the U.S., then I don't know. Do the math. That shit's complicated. All right. I'm bad at math. Uh, But please come by. Come by and hang out. I think it's going to be a good time. I'm even thinking um, I'm going to talk to the special guest about this, but we may take a little bit of a break from the game in the middle of it that evening to do like a Q&A slash life advice with the special guest um so listen twitch.tv slash blue harvest pod that's all you gotta do follow it you'll get the notification when it goes live come and hang out all right guys and um i will say this i've been teasing it in my twitch chat and i said if anybody in the chat guessed it i would you know i would fess up to who it is and not one single person has come even close all right guesses thus far have been vladi divak Adriana Chechik, James Spader, Silas Carson, the guy who plays Kiati Mundi in Star Wars, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, I think that's it so far. Man, your audience thinks you are the heaviest of hitters with Bro, that list. Listen, I peace and love. I appreciate you guys thinking I can pull a guest like that. Not yet. Maybe in a couple of years after I groom, grow my stream a little more. Um, and I'm definitely not trying to... Um, you know, say anything against our guests, but maybe not on the level of NBA superstar Vladi Divac, right? Or, <laughs> you know, adult actress icon Adriana Chechik. Of course, I would love for them to be the special guest, but I'm not there yet. So come on by, see who the special guest is, have a good time. Steve said he's going to be in chat for a little bit. He's going to be avoiding a little of it because he doesn't want any game spoilers in case I'm further in the game than he is at that point. Yeah, I'm planning on hitting God of War very hard this week. Ooh. My wife's out of town. Perfect time for me to just dive into a single-player game and yeah. just get it done. Yeah, and very excited. I I anticipate that we'll be able to do an episode on that game pretty quickly after it releases. With our yep. our current plans on time, we have a plan to dedicate to that. So let me say something else about um, your stream real quick while we're here talking about it, kind of. And it's just it's a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of your audience has probably checked it out. Um, but if they haven't, you haven't, man. Get in there on Friday nights, especially. We all get in there and have mm-hmm. a good time. Yep. Mix it up. Do some bits. Oh, buddy, the bits are a rolling. We <laughs> respect the bit on stream, man. And uh, yeah, so I've been streaming, you know, probably four or five nights a week. Uh, typically when I get off or whatever time on my day is off, but Friday nights, that's like our big group night where all the boys are hanging out. It's me, it's Steve, it's Nick and Jeff, who you've heard, um, on the Elden Ring episodes. It's my buddy, Will, who I do Blue Harvest with and who, uh, came on and did the Fortnite episode with me and buddy, it's funny. It's fun. You get to hear all the shit we talk. It's I don't know. I think it's a good time, and people seem to have a good time in the stream, so definitely check it out. Yeah, lots of engagement with your chat, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. So listen. It's good time. Um, speaking of stream, uh, this past Friday, while I was waiting on all you fellas to be ready after I got off work, I wanted to test out the, the capture card that I installed in my computer, right? 
um, for God of War so I can start streaming console games. And what I tested it out was with this, um, the Sega Genesis Mini 2, right? This is, um, you know, it's one of those mini consoles, like the SNES Classic, the NES Classic, the Sega Genesis Mini 1. They put this second one out, and from its announcement, I was excited for this because from what I could tell, it's got some deep cut bangers built into this uh, uh, system, including Sega CD games. I never had a Sega CD, so a lot of that's uncharted territory for me. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like having the Sega. Well, we'll see what the game list is, but. Uh, yeah, well, hold on. You know. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to read this off to you, and you tell me, like, if, if, if you've heard of these games, if they're anything you haven't heard of, you know, just let me know, because a lot of them I am not aware of. Um, so we got um, Afterburner 2, Alien Soldier, Atomic Runner, Bonanza Bros, Clay Fighter. Clay Fighter? <laughs> Guys, we could have traded that out for like Lunar. Spoiler alert, Lunar is not on here. Um, Crusader of Sinti, Desert Strike Return to the Gulf, Earthworm Jim 2, Elemental Master, Fatal Fury 2, Gain okay. Ground. Now, Gain Ground, have you ever played that game? I've never played that one. Gain Ground is a game I was essentially completely unaware of until my buddy Robbo over at the um, HG 101 podcast, Hardcore Games 101 podcast, did an episode on it, and he spoke incredibly highly of it. And it's kind of like a action puzzle game. I don't know how to describe it. I only played a few minutes of it. But I could see, like, the appeal of it, right? Um, Golden Axe 2. I mean, come on. Um, Classic. Granada. Hellfire. Herzog's Y. Lightning Force. Quest for the Dark Star. That is the most edgelordy ass title for a fucking game. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I didn't check that one out yet. Uh, Midnight Resistance, Outrun, Outrunners, Fantasy Star 2, Populous, Rainbow Islands Extra, Ranger X, Restar, Rolling Thunder 2, Shadow Dancer, The Secret of Shinobi, Shining Force 2, Shining in the Darkness, Sonic 3D Blast, Splatterhouse 2, Streets of Rage 3, Super Hang On. Um, so Streets of Rage three, it's it's good. It's no Streets of Rage two. I would have preferred I was that one. Say, yeah, but you know, I'm sure that was on the first one, right? Right. Um, not then, a bad list. Well, I'm not even done. Oh, okay. Uh, Super Street Fighter two, the new challengers. I mean, come on. How am I going to hate on that? Right. Right. Yeah. Like, and it came with the six button controller, so. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's I mean, perfect. If you're, you, at least if, you know, Clay Fighters is wasting space on there, you did at least have Fatal Fury and Street Fighter on there. Yep. Uh, the Ooze, the, Resim, the Revenge of Shinobi, Toe Jam and Earl, and Panic on Funkotron. That's the Toe Jam and Earl sequel. Not great. Never played any of those. Um, Truxton, Vector Man 2, Viewpoint, Virtual Racing, and Warsong. And then we get into the bonus games slash Sega CD games. So, uh, Devi and Pi, Fantasy Zone, Sp Spatter, Space Harrier 2, Star Mobile, Super Locomotive, and Versus Puyo Puyo Sun. Um, I played, and this was pretty embarrassing, I played that Versus Puyo, Puyo Puyo Sun for way too long on stream before realizing that it's meant to be played two players. <laughs> um, and then the Sega CD games they included uh, Sonic the Dolphin or Sonic Echo the Dolphin Echo the Tides of Time Final Fight CD Final Fight CD that hey. is that's cl clutch right that's like the that best is. console yeah. version of Final Fight it's got all three of them right it's got all the characters it doesn't have the character limit on screen that the SNES version had Mansion of the Hidden Souls Night Striker Night Trap Robo Alest, Sewer Shark, Shining Force CD, Sylphid, Sonic the Hedgehog CD, and the Ninja Warriors. Now, dude, Robo Alest and Sylphid, I've played a ton of both of those games. What back are? In the day. Tell me about them. Like, I didn't check either of those out. What are they like? What What can I expect if I check? Well, Sylphid is kind of like um, just an action shooter, uh, space shooter kind of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know. Um, the graphics at the, for, at the time were really good. I remember that. We were really excited about the way it looked. 
and Robo Alest is kind of um, similar, like top-down action game mech stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But I think you might enjoy both of those, so definitely check those out. I You'll enjoy will. them more than Sewer Shark or Night Trap, I'll tell you that much. Okay, so, you know, I of the Sega CD games I have experience with, it's pretty limited. Lunar, right? Mm-hmm. Love um, Lunar. Lunar's Classic. great. I love Lunar. The The translation and localization on that game is super goofy, where they included, like, Bill Clinton jokes and shit in Weird. the translation. But all I, all I, that, that matters with Lunar, though, is the music. Like, the soundtrack oh, to that game is, is pure magic, in my it opinion. It sure is. Um, uh, I never... So I, I've messed around with Night Trap in the, in the past. It's terrible. Like, the <laughs> only... Awful. The only significance fucking Night Trap has to video game history is the fact that, like, Tipper Gore lost her shit over it and tried to, you know, talk a bunch of shit about video games at those congressional hearings or whatever. I never played Sewer Shark, though. I knew what type of game it was it was going in, so I knew I was probably in for a, a nice serving of doo-doo feces. <laughs> but, man, it's bad, dude. Man, is that game bad. Holy shit what a bad game yeah, what an awful we, game we played through it all the way back in the day cuz you know got a Sega CD yeah. i mean at the time at the time the graphics at least were like a, you could kind of forget about it back in back then so that's but, the thing like now, um uh em- i think it was emily that brought it up in the the twitch chat when i was streaming sewer shark she was like do you remember how impressed you were the first time you saw full motion video in in a game and she's I'm right. Sure. Yeah, like it blew my mind. So I'm sure, you know, back in the day, if you sat me down with a Sega CD and a, and a copy of Sewer Shark, I would have thought it was great. But today, in the year of our Lord 2022, <laughs> no, sir. Not for, do me. It for me. And the first game I remember with full motion video was in the arcade, and it was called Pit Fighter. Yep. I can't, I can't remember a pre, an earlier one. Pit Fighter was one of those weird games that I remember seeing, and then Mortal Kombat came out, and I never saw Pit Fighter again. Well, Pit Fighter was honestly not a great game. It was awful. It was pretty bad. Terrible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even the at the time, it was cool. terrible. Um, uh, the weird thing about Sewer Shark, directed by John Dykstra. Do you know who John Dykstra is? I don't. John Dykstra is a movie special effects titan right john dykstra uh responsible for a lot of the effects in the original star wars movie he developed a um a filming technique called the dykstra vision that they used for a lot of those special effects in the first star wars movie he and george lucas had a falling out after that movie and he never worked on star wars again in fact after Star Wars, he went off and, and helped create Battlestar Galactica. There was this whole contentious thing about, you know, Star Wars and Battle, Battlestar Galactica. It does not seem like he and George Lucas left things on a great note, right? But uh, clearly things did not go well for buddy John Dykstra. Because if in the 90s what he was getting up to was Sewer Shark, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, John Dykstra. <laughs> You just undid all the goodwill that you earned working on that Star Wars movie. Yeah, that's hilarious. At least the, like I said, I, I can't even remember. Can you remember what year Sewer Shark was out? The year the Sega CD dropped? It was a launch title, wasn't it? It was, yeah. <coughs> I feel... <coughs> I feel like that had to be... <coughs> Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> um, let's see. It was released in 1992. Wow, that's earlier than I thought. Yeah, for some reason in my mind, I always placed the Sega CD being around 93 or yeah, 94. Mine was 94 was what yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Um, but either way, uh, yeah, in 92, even though the game itself was is shit, back then you could overlook it just because it's like, oh, well, we're playing a movie, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and probably for a lot of kids, their first introduction to CD-based media for a console, right? The mm-hmm. Sega CD. Unless you had like a, you know, a real fancy kid that had a 3DO or something. 
I didn't. I, I did know. I did know a fancy kid with a Neo Geo back oh in the day. Oh my god, that bastard! Fuck yeah, that no, kid. I felt the same way. Bruh, go over to his house and beat him up and steal his Neo Geo and and his hundred dollar games. I would just beat him in fighting games in the arcade every time. Send him home packing. Yeah, go home like and play Neo those Geo at home. It's, clearly, the practice isn't helping. You dumb bastard. With your two hundred dollar games. Um, so, you know, we were talking about our buddy, Steve, or Nick and Jeff, buddy, they created a monster on Friday night after you got offline. Um, so we're just hanging out. I'm waiting for DoorDash to bring me my Taco Bell order. I don't want to talk about it. All right. The saga with me and DoorDash and Taco Bell these last two weeks has been a nightmare. So I'm waiting on my order, so I'm just hanging out, and like the I had already ended the stream, we're just hanging out chatting, and Nick brings up, oh, well, now that you've got that fancy PC, you should check out Wallpaper Engine on Steam, and I was like, oh, what's that? And he was like, oh, it's this this application where you can um, you can put animated wallpapers on your computer, and buddy. The minute I downloaded and started it, it was like a scene in a movie where the where you see a character try heroin for the first time. My eyes dilated and shit. Everything slowed down. Time had no more meaning. Like, that's the kind of shit I really get into. And there was this thing. There's this thing in Wallpaper Engine that made me laugh so hard and think about you. So, like, you know, you install it. Then you go in and you search, right, for whatever kind of wallpaper you're looking for. You know me. I'm going to be looking up fucking Final Fantasy 7 wallpapers. So I load this up and I go to click the search bar. And before I can even enter a single word, it says a, a box pops up that says, do you want to turn off anime? So these bastards know that if you don't turn off anime, when they give you that prompt, you're going to get a lot of anime in your hits. And boy, howdy do you. There is some <laughs> shit on there that I would not, put on my computer out of personal shame and nobody else would see it bro those perverts get to work all right <laughs> buddy there were some anime ladies getting up to some shit that i'm pretty sure is illegal worldwide all right like holy shit the depths of the internet i should have turned anime off and i love anime <laughs> i have a hard time clicking that off but uh, you probably It'd probably scare me off right away, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ready for that Rule 34 shit. Man. Well, buddy, you you turn you hit that yes, and Cindy comes in the room and looks over your shoulder. <laughs> Couples counseling. Be like, sue me, my son. <laughs> sue me, sue me, my son. <laughs> uh. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So, buddy, you want to talk about Resident Evil? Yep. Uh, hey, I saw a meme going around these last two days, and it said... Uh, an average white podcaster 40 minutes into an episode. Okay, let's dive right in. <laughs> and man, did it make me laugh. So let's dive right in. Let's Hell talk yeah. about some Resident Evil 2. So before we address the remake, I think we got to talk about the original a little yeah, bit, right? of course. I mean, Resident Evil as a whole is a, um, a series that is near and dear to my heart and mm -hmm. has been for a very, very long time, as mm -hmm. I'm sure it has been with, for you. One of the first PlayStation games I ever rented was Resident Evil 2. Um, or not 2, the first one. The first one, right. With the, the corny, speaking of full motion video, the full motion video um, intro, which, by the way, 
I didn't think was corny at the time. I thought it was the most <laughs> badass shit ever. So awesome. Yep. And then, so the original Resident Evil 2 comes out in, I want to say 1998. Yep. That's my guess, I think. Yep. yep. One of the rare instances, based on the um, research I was doing, where we got a game slightly before Japan. It came out in January 21st, 1998 here, and over there it came out on January 29th, 1998. It's so um, bizarre. Yeah, and, and reading that today when I was doing research, it triggered this weird memory in my brain. Do you remember going to, like, IGN and maybe other gaming websites in that era, and they would have people that played popular games when they released in Japan and they would still be like a year before they came out over here mm -hmm. it used to drive me crazy when they would do that because a lot of times it would be like RPGs and shit I was really excited for Final Fantasies and stuff mm -hmm. um, Resident Evil 2 though I think when looking back on it like the the premise and execution of the original Resident Evil, masterful. Tough to go back to, that original oh, sure. Resident Evil. Those mm -hmm. tank controls yep. and the way you, and, and all that, really tough. But, at the time, masterful. And a pretty simple sort of setup and execution, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you're in the, 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 the mansion, right? And it's all sort of contained in this one location. Resident Evil 2... When you think about the difference between the two, it's pretty impressive, the step forward they take in that second game, right? I thought so, yeah. Resident Evil 2 is, in my mind, far superior to Resident Evil 1 in just about every way. Resident Evil 2 is my favorite of what you would consider the classic Resident Evils. I feel like, you know, yeah. Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Code Veronica, I would group those as the classics. And 4 is sort of the beginning of the new, the second age of Resident Evils, right? You're completely correct. And I don't even think they called it Resident Evil 3. I think they just called it Resident Evil Nemesis. They did. They yeah. did. And Resident Evil Nemesis, you know, I can't remember. The the development of Nemesis and, and Veronica is weird because one of them was a mint. I think Veronica was originally meant to be 3, and right. they switched them where Nemesis became three and Veronica's became Code Veronica became the, the spinoff. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the step forward they took with that second game is really impressive. Even as, as hard as it is to go back and play the original Resident Evil 2 for the same reasons, you know, that the original, the first one is hard to go back to. Um, really a landmark. Like I remember for years... I want to say until Resident Evil 4, the, uh, you would constantly see Resident Evil 2 on best games of all times lists and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I still hold it in you know a very similar regard myself. I don't um, I don't know that it would make my top 10 now. You know, no, of course not. Yeah, I don't think so either. But it, it's just, it's one of those kind of landmarks in history. When I think back on the the late '90s of video games, you know, Resident Evil Two is going to be close to the top of the list of stuff I played back then. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I mean a top tier PlayStation One experience. If we were to just list my top five or ten PlayStation games it would absolutely be there absolutely mm -hmm. um and while i remember you know and maybe it's different for you i remember there being a lot of like <clears throat> public forum chatter about the first resident evil like at school and stuff people be like oh did you play resident evil or resident evil is crazy or something like that but it really kicked off with two to me the release of two is when um sort of everybody knew about resident evil in my experience and um like the the way they took the story with the two different you know main characters which you also had in the first one um but like <clears throat> also gotta admit kind of a baller move to go ahead and, and introduce new protagonist right like very much so yeah, yeah. um i don't know i think i like chris and jill better than 
I always call her Jill, Claire, <laughs> and Leon. Although Leon. I do oh. like Leon. Um, I'm I'm not so sure, man. I I look, I love Chris. I think he's number one. Uh, Chris, I used Redfield. to love Jill. Right, Chris we, Redfield. We got to be very fucking specific when we bring that up. Chris Redfield, <laughs> a fictional character from the Resident Evil universe. Okay, that's who we're talking about. Great point. Now, hey, remind me in Resident Evil One, yeah, you could play as Chris or Jill, mm-hmm. and the scenarios were slightly different, right? But still, kind of basically the same. Yeah, there were some slight differences, but the major majority of it was the same for sure. Right. Now in two, wildly however, different. They were wildly different, mm-hmm. which was really cool as well. Like it was kind of interweaving narratives. Although you played them now, now I can't remember this in the original two. Did you play just Leon and then just Claire, or would you? Were they interweaved into like that story? I can't. I think it might have been separated, just Leon, just Claire. I mean, obviously, you know, they interacted and shit in the story, but I think they did take a little bit of a different approach to it with the remake. I don't want mm-hmm. to bet the farm on that, though. Um, yeah, gosh, it's been so long. Yeah, and Resident Evil 2, one of the first games I ever used a game fax for. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of fun. A game I never owned. I rented that game. Had it had to rent it a couple of times to get get all the way through it, but really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. And then it was weird. Like I remember being excited for Resident Evil Three because I liked two so much. But it took me forever to actually play that game. And I don't know why. I it was in the PlayStation Two era when I played it. Uh yeah, I remember when it came out and for whatever reason I wasn't as into that game as I was too. I played it a little bit, but I don't think I ever beat Resident Evil Nemesis. Whereas I I definitely played and beat Code Veronica later on the mm-hmm. Dreamcast. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was all about that game. Um but yeah, the the Nemesis one would would actually be my vote for the the weakest one of those first four. Oh yeah. I think by far from yeah. my memory, I haven't replayed Nemesis. Um in quite a while, but I, I would agree with that, that three is the the weakest of those four entries. Yeah, um, I think the, the ranking would probably go Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Resident Evil, and then Resident Evil Nemesis. Right. Right. And then sort of the course of Resident Evil history after that is, of course, Resident Evil 4, which mm-hmm. kind of retools it a little bit. You know, it's uh, to me, it's the birth of the second age, right? Second age more- of Resident Evil. It almost moves to a more action, mm-hmm. right, than than like the suspenseful um, tone of the first types of games with their set backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, this feels more dynamic and more about the gunplay. Definitely, and and um, to me, definitely sort of like cements Leon as like a character to give a shit about in the mm-hmm. series. Uh, but it, like four still has a bit of that. Um, survival horror vibe to it and then by five and six you're getting into like full third person action game right like there's horror elements but i don't know that you could classify those as survival horror in the classic sense so yeah you're right so they do four and five five sells incredibly well six comes out panned destroyed Mm -hmm. and then capcom they say "Uh uh-oh they say "Uh oh oh." (laughs) and so their next move is to once again retool the franchise and one reboot. Gotta say, really they impressive. Did they did it yep. again, right? Like anytime they go back to the drawing board for Resident Evil, so far history has proven that they're gonna knock that shit out of the park because you get Resident Evil Seven, Resident Evil Eight, Village, both of them really well received and acclaimed. Mm-hmm. I played some of Seven, really enjoyed it, but the big changes it goes from the classic third person perspective of the six games before it to a first person perspective, which I think really sort of freshened up the series for them. Right. Absolutely. It, it allowed them, especially with seven to kind of revisit their horror roots Mm -hmm. big time in that one, you know, 
And it works so well from like a first person perspective. A horror game can be just utterly terrifying if done correctly. And that game really nailed it. And and what they nailed in seven based on, you know, I think I played about half of it, right? Um, Based on what I played is the fact that they not only nailed bringing back that horror element to it, but also the goofiness of Resident Evil. Because seven is goofy in its own special way, right? And so is eight. Oh, I'm sure, buddy. Yeah. All I know about eight is, man, people are fucking horny for that game. I am not searching Resident Evil <laughs> Village in Wallpaper Generator. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. big lady, I'll big lady waifu, going to the church, going to church for the first time in decades, huh? <laughs> I got to do something. You'll um, need to play that at some point. That's a really good game. I am definitely going to this. Uh, this playthrough of two the remake which you know i'm slowly ramping up to um has inspired me to like do the three remake then four will be out next year we got plans to do a co-op playthrough of five and six we're gonna do six um for the show Mm -hmm. so i think i'm just gonna go like finish my like go straight through the series including seven and eight um and then by the time they ever uh, uh, you know release a nine maybe i'll be good and ready to play that on release so I'll make sure I'm ready to fit five in whenever you are. I love that game. Me too. And you know, I've only beaten that game once and it was with I've, you. We co-op the whole thing. Yeah. I've beaten that game multiple times. We should actually do the DLC this time, which we've never done. Okay. You're done. Ask me to buy some DLC. See what happens. Immediate. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> all right. So Resident Evil has this sort of rebirth as a first person survival horror franchise with seven and village and in the meantime you know there there are people that really enjoy seven it seemed like i said seemed overall really well received but there's still a a a vocal component of resident evil fans that kind of want that classic third person approach Mm. what is capcom's answer to that fucking remakes what is everybody else doing remakes of our classic games let's get to it so they announce and release this Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, it came out in 2019, about 21 years after the release of the first, the original version. And it comes out, and once again, pretty well received. Really well received, honestly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what's interesting is if you look at the history of Capcom, they were struggling for a few years there, right? Like post-Resident Evil 5, they had some tough goes at it. Like they had um, Resident Evil 6 come out. It wasn't really well received. Um, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. You mm-hmm. never hear. There's a entry in the Marvel versus Capcom franchise that you never hear people talk about. That's insane. R- uh, Street Fighter Five. It, it found its footing eventually, but it, boy, did it take its lumps at first. Mm-hmm. Probably, and still, honestly, despite the the work they did to it, probably still the weakest entry in the franchise. So, like, they're having problems with their biggest franchises, and then somehow they pull that nosedive right out and correct course, which is kind of impressive to see. Agreed. Yeah. Um, So, I, uh, spoiler alert, I kind of know that you and I see a little bit eye to eye on this Resident Evil 2 remake. Now, mm-hmm. I want to make it fully clear that I've enjoyed playing it. Um, you know, it's not like I had a bad time. I don't know that the Resident Evil 2 remake deserves quite the level of praise that maybe it's gotten. Yeah, I think it might have been at the time a little case of hype. And I don't want to sit here and say it's an awful game because it's, it's not. not. Yeah, I'm saying maybe for me it's more like a B- minus c plus air range you know yeah i don't um, think i would put it in the c area but a, mm-hmm. a, a b plus ish like and look look like the the chrono chronology of us playing this game we need to take into account too right like so steve and i play the last of us part one remake and then go into resident evil 2 remake and like peace and love i think they're both great games but Playing those so close to each other, I don't. I think it hurt our overall feelings of this game. You know. Yeah, I would. I would definitely agree with that. Like the gunplay in this game doesn't feel 
as tight to me. The combat just felt like more of a chore a lot and of that's the time. Say that's saying something when compared to <laughs> the, the Last, Last of Us combat, which isn't the tightest either. But um, mm -hmm. and once again, we're talking about a game that was written in the the, the late '90s, mid to late '90s. The story in no way stacks up to The Last of Us. It's an unfair oh, comparison, but it's a comparison that we sort of naturally make even un, like maybe subconsciously because we just got done playing that game. Right. Now, I wasn't going to hold that against this Me game. Neither. Like this, the story is what it is. You know what I mean? Like they kept it pretty much faithful to the original mm -hmm. in terms of like the broad story beats. Right. Yeah. Um, but um, at the end of the day, I liked a lot of things about this game. The graphics are really good. Mm -hmm. The the atmosphere they go for is is nailed mm -hmm. totally. You know, the they they bring back the tension and the suspense that's kind of been missing. There's lots of times, especially on your first playthrough of the game. I think the first time you play through the game, it's a little easier to overlook the faults of like the combat and stuff because you're just like, oh my god, I'm terrified. Mm -hmm running through but like on subsequent playthroughs when you know what you're doing and you're trying to advance through the game then it, the combat just kind of becomes frustrating at that point you know I, I can totally see that and listen there's an element of this game that's in a lot of other games that if i say this is a good game and i do this means it overcame something that bugs the shit out of me and that's inventory management i mm. hate limited inventory management i know it's a system i know it's a popular system i've played plenty of games that i love that have it right like catch me slowly new boot goofing across the landscape in an elder scrolls game because i've got a <laughs> bunch of shit that i refuse to drop right um but man like having to constantly go back to the storage chest swap oh, things rough. out and like for, and then like okay so now i got to find back my way back to where i was like oh i want to go to the evidence locker room oh shit i forgot the one thing i need i got to go all the way back all the way back to one of those chests that part is frustrating it is and i mean i know it's been a staple of that franchise forever it like is. it's it still is like mm -hmm. resident evil 8 same damn thing you've got to manage your inventory it's, it's part of the puzzle are. like mm -hmm. you know I think when, when from the like outside view, right, for people that maybe haven't played a Resident Evil game, you might think, oh, it's a third-person game where you pew-pew shoot zombies. It's like Romero-inspired, at least for that first group, right? But really, you can't disregard the heavy use of puzzles in mm -hmm. the Resident Evil series. It's a puzzle horror survival game. And mm -hmm. part of the puzzle is your inventory management, right? Like that's baked into the game. It's an it's an assist, uh, essential system to the game and the feel of the game. It just frustrates me, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like when you find stuff and you're looking in your inventory and there's just no way you can pick it up. And, and okay, so listen, we're doing a remake, right? We're we're bringing a game forward from 21 years ago. You know what you could have done? You could have eliminated the thing where, like, okay, so if you're in your inventory and you're, like, um, you drop something, it'll be like, hey, if you drop this, it disappears and you can't get it again. Right. Come on, guys. Put a couple of lines of code in there where I can drop a, a couple of uh, rounds of ammunition on the ground and come <laughs> couple, back and get it later. A couple of green herbs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, buddy. I never leave the green herb. Mm -mm. <laughs> Not me. Not us. uh mm, -mm. You never leave the green herb behind. Yeah, you always have to have some healing because you're you're gonna get hit. There's no way around it. <laughs> and buddy, like the jump scares in this game, top notch. Like the, it, it could be as simple as you walk past a, a window and one of those bastard ass zombies just goes Burr! gets me every time, and I'll know yep. he's there. He's gotten me three times before. Um. So the you know the the basic story for Resident Evil Two picks up sometime after the first game, and uh, Chris Redfield's sister Claire is looking for him. She can't get in touch of him, so she head with him. So she heads to Raccoon City. What's happening in Raccoon City? The T virus or G virus, whichever one it is. One of those letter viruses. Yeah, the virus is out. Is the outbreak is happening? Zombies are running amok. 
she runs across Leon Kennedy, a local cop, and they're off to the races. There's a pretty good opening um, cut scene with a fat American truck driver. Eating like the eat, gnarliest uh, eat looking burger. burger. Oh, my God. And I'm a dude that loves burgers, and that almost turned me off of burgers. It's pretty sweet. You know, it's like that good uh, juxtaposition of, oh, it, we're so grossed out by, like, um, zombies eating people mm-hmm. as here's a guy eating animal flesh, you know, yep. a, that's been charred and he's just eating that there's nothing wrong with that you know and when he hits that zombie line. lady on the um on the road also really well done and mm-hmm. that poor bastard shows back up like 15 minutes later in part of the opening cut scene and things don't go so well for him nope <laughs> um so um as far as the story goes I think it's solid. You know, I think it is a good sequel to the first. It sort of moves. It does what a sequel needs to. Introduces new players, adds new context. Um, Gives know. it a little scope as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so the the main star of Resident Evil 2, at least as far as the level go, levels go, is the police station that it you is. spend the majority of the game in. Mm-hmm. But in this remake, I want to say that, you know, they added this whole kind of sub subplot with claire where she has to go to like an orphanage at one point and mm-hmm. i don't believe that was in the original i don't remember it <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's not so yeah. you know they've they've tooled it up a little bit widened the scope somewhat so you're not just stuck in the police station the whole time which is good right and they also seem like they've done some stuff to sort of mesh with further story developments that come later in the series right Mm -hmm. which i Mm -hmm. like to see like if you're going to go back and do a remake like make it interface with the stories that come in the future a little better that's not something that's going to bother me i gotta tell you the first time um i was playing this remake and i opened the doors and stepped into the lobby of that uh police station i was very hyped i was very hyped like it was Uh, this weird mix of like holy shit i remember what i need to do like right now there's a there's a typewriter over there there's a storage box i go in this door like it just all flooded back to me real quick didn't last long (laughs) it's not like i knew what to do for the whole game right yeah and they so like the first quarter of the game or so is like you kind of just slowly getting used to walking around the police station you're you're solving these little you're unlocking doors you're figuring out ways to get these little medallions that you can plug in and open doors and stuff like that, opening safes. Now, let me say this. Like, okay, peace and love. We all know it's a video game. Let me do a bit of a bit, all right? (laughs) What kind of police station has a statue in it that you can put three medallions in to open up a secret passageway? You know what I mean? What kind of fancy-ass... Agatha Christie ass police station is this thing, man. Raccoon City has way too much of a fucking police budget, huh? A cab. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they need to cut they need to defund some of that shit with this fancy ass police station you got, guys. Calm your ass down. Statues that's, and all kinds of puzzles and shit. It's unbelievably hilarious. And they try to they try to explain it in the lore with like a line of dialogue where it's like, oh, yeah, it used to be like a, a museum. museum. Yeah. OK. OK, cool. Well, if, if you'll excuse me, Steve, I'm going to go to the Birmingham Museum of Art real quick and find three medallions to open a secret passageway. Secret doors. Yeah. Uh-huh. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Lead to the sewers. Art museum. OK, sure. My house is an art museum. Right. I I totally get it. It's hilarious. Yeah, but, I love it. You, you know, we you do you got to love it with with Resident Evil in particular. Like the absurd is kind of the commonplace with with them. So Yeah, and it, and uh, something that this game does great is the sense of accomplishment when you figure out a puzzle, right? Like yeah. it could be as simple as something as you're in like the the bullpen or whatever it is where the the officers all hang out and they've got a there's a locked your desk is locked and they're like, Hey rookie, you got to figure out the, the code to open it up. Right. And then figuring it out. Smartest boy in the world right here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Using your environmental con- context clues and yep. stuff, reading hints and stuff. Yep. Yep. And you're making your way through. There's all these little things you have to do. Um, like put 
this um circular handle you find in this particular spot to turn off the showers yeah and make your way through that classic resident evil gameplay right so you have sort of a hub world which would be the lobby and then you slowly branch out and open up new areas which opening them up as their own tiny little puzzle and then in those areas you'll find a piece of a puzzle that'll open up another area on the other side of the police station and it's just backtracking going back and forth getting those medallions together and getting out right yeah and it's it's pretty low stress like there's lots of zombies there's some jump scare moments of course but um by and large it's nothing too bad that you can't handle um there's maybe some liquors around i think in some parts of the police station and those guys are a pain in the ass to fight but um you know like i said the game kind of lets you just kind of explore the first bit without too much of of an issue and then about a quarter of the way in they add kind of a variable in there mm-hmm. a, a dude named mr x who is just going to kind of hunt you for the next little while and you know, he's until you terrifying Holy yeah shit, he's, he's terrifying he's awful he he is smart and if you shoot a zombie somewhere else in the police station he will show up there in like just a couple of seconds to come get your ass Mm -hmm. you can actually shoot him with basically everything you have and i think he'll drop down to a knee and kind of like just let you get away yeah you can stun him but uh, Mm. now you have no ammo yeah, but now you're out of ammo. So mm-hmm. the move with him is to just kind of run. Yeah. Now you can kind of manipulate him as well. If you know the police station well enough, you know how to get across to where you need to be. You can lure him into a spot you want and then go where you need. Once you kind of figure that out, he becomes a little less threatening. Um, and then it kind of moves into the second half of the game, which is a little more outside the police station mm-hmm. uh, stuff, you know, down in the parking garage and whatnot some some interesting stuff some characters they throw in there like the police chief who i kind of like because he's such a uh, such an idiot ass you know <laughs> man hey can we pour one out for marcus that's his name right marcus the, oh yeah the, the cop yeah, yeah man he's got that big old nasty wound on his side and meanwhile i'm walking around with a billion first aid sprays spraying myself in <laughs> front of him and he's just sitting there like, ah, I'm slowly bleeding out gut wound and i never once do i offer some you know antiseptic Teaching you, know. you how to use like Ask Jeeves on the uh, yep. company yep. company password computer and stuff. <laughs> Poor real one. A Marcus is a real one. Because if that was me, I'd be like, hey man, you got a lot of them green herbs. You want to hook me up? Like, because clearly that can fix just about anything. Yeah, I had to uh, when he turned into a zombie. I was being chased by Mister X at the same time, so I had to new boot goof that dude all the way through the lobby, and then I came right back down and put Marcus out of his misery. Good man. Good man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you remember, there's a specific point pretty early in the game where you find one of the notes and this note says, Hey man, if you run into one of those liquor guys, those skinless bastards, watch out. As soon as I got that note, I was like, fuck here they come. <laughs> yep. Um, really good job like reimagining the liquors and that that art style you know because there's something like it's hard for me to explain but the art style of the original three resident evil games there's something unsettling and scary about it in itself like the weird blocky polygonal look to like the hellhounds and shit in the first one Mm-hmm. something about that just added to the creepiness of it and you know like taking that sort of thing and up it to 2019 graphics you could sort of see where maybe they could um take the impact of that away but no nah, i thought they were effective i thought mr x is creepy as hell too yep and uh later on in the game you know you have to deal with kind of the g virus progenitor which i want to say comes back to the series in resident evil five maybe mm-hmm. after this game but uh that's that's good stuff too the boss fights you know a, a lot of it it just really turns into running to one side of the room turning around em- shooting emptying some yeah. shots running yeah it's the you're gonna get hit again <laughs> you know 
and it just it's meant to make you feel like you could die at any minute and it again it's not my favorite system in the world but nah the the boss fights are a big part of why i don't think this is like you know a nine out of ten game right is right is the boss fights and and they're very um you know true to form from the original game but I do feel like maybe that's something we could have improved on a little bit if you're going to do a remake, right? I agree. Um, still odd to me. Like, okay, so we're getting a Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 4 remake. I think they should stop there. I don't think there's any reason to remake 5 or 6, and I like 5. Um, I agree. 5 stands alone. I yeah. mean, I, I think it's fine to leave that one alone. It's anyway. in the HD era, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's that's good. Um, why haven't they done Resident Evil One? Like, I've been curious about that myself. The like you can like you or I could go on any number of game stores right now and buy a remastered version of Resident Evil One, but it's kind of just a upresed version of the GameCube remake right. that they did, mm -hmm. and it still plays nightmarishly <laughs> like there's no change to the game like the play <laughs> of the game so like before resident evil 2 remake came out i was like okay i'm gonna play through the original one i'll buy this remaster on the xbox store i played it for like three hours and backed out see you later <laughs> whoa i just don't have it in me big ups to any of you old school gamers they're like well i replay the original resident evil all every all hallows eve <laughs> well, good for you, man. That shit is clunky. How do you feel about the uh, character performances in two in the remake of two? I'm fine with them. Yeah, I think you know, they did they're a decent little job. You don't want anybody who's too good. You know, you want them to kind no, of be bad. That see, that's another thing that you got to keep in mind with the original run of Resident Evil game. Resident Evil games is that it's supposed to be sort of campy horror alongside. Yep. Like it, it's obviously trying to scare you at parts and stuff, but it's there's a campiness to it that that goofiness that I was you know referring to earlier. Um, I'll tell you this: I don't know what it is about the facial animations of Claire specifically in this game, but sometimes she looks hor horrific. She makes some faces <laughs> that are fucking terrifying. I'd rather hang out with Mister X in a four by four room than with Claire making some of those faces. Yeah. You know, an interesting thing about this, too, is it's made using the, I don't know if you call it the RE engine or the re-engine. Mm -hmm. The same engine which, that they did for 7. Which I think is also how they're making Street Fighter 6. It is. Like, they, they really hit something with that Resident Evil engine. Because, like, mm -hmm. it's clearly becoming, you know, their sort of frostbite at EA or unreal even though unreal has a much bigger reach and stuff but it's mm -hmm. clearly becoming the backbone of, of a lot of their stuff going forward and interesting even still like even further that i think was it this week that the resident evil 8 dlc came out that allows you to play that whole game in third person yes insane what a dlc <laughs> <laughs> crazy yeah there's there's other stuff for it too, but I yeah, think that, I know that's uh, just one part of it. I, I I also think that it wasn't that well received either. The the eight DLC. Oh really? Kind of panned. You know? I gotcha. I gotcha. But the base game is fine. It it's not a big deal. Just don't buy the DLC. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think there's a lot to enjoy, and and when when I could overcome sort of the clunkiness of the combat or the frustrations with inventory management and really get in a Resident Evil groove where I'm finding pieces and, oh, here's a key I can go use in my evidence locker. That thing haunts my dreams and did as a kid too, man. That fucking evidence locker missing two keys. Mm -hmm. Stuff behind, I can see it right behind the window. Um, <laughs> but And then, okay, so you get a, you find a spare key and you're telling me you can't pry that thing up and move it in a different position. It just stays in place, huh? Okay, all right. I'd be bringing some real annoying uh, notes to game development if I was at a studio. Um, but, you know, when, when I could get past that and really get into the Resident Evil mood, I had a good time with this game. 
when I say that, like, you know, it's not an 8 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 for me, that's not saying I think it's bad or I didn't enjoy it. It's just got some rough edges, in my opinion, that kept it from greatness. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm hoping that Resident Evil 4 will have a little more refined combat. I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, Resident Evil 4 is going to be interesting to me and another in a very similar fashion to the remake of 2, right? Where um, will it live up to my sort of nostalgic and, and feelings about that game, right? Um, I can't wait to find out because I, ha- I, I hold Resident Evil 4 very highly as well, right? Yeah, so do I. Damn, Resident Evil 2, I had to look this up. The remake has a 91 on Metacritic. Very nice. Yeah, so people love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, go for you, man. I just... <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I would rate it that highly. Um, enjoyable, you know. Goes on sale all the time. I think I got that game for $4 or some shit in the yeah. lead up to this. Um, it's definitely worth a playthrough. It is. You know, it especially is. if you're in the mood for a spooky game, Halloween time, mm-hmm. like we were. And, and you know what? Like, if you've never played Resident Evil, like, I see the appeal in going back and seeing sort of the the start of that franchise. Or if you've only played um, 7 and Village, you know, fire up Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 3, the fourth one's coming out soon. You know, I see the appeal in that. I see the appeal in this game. It's just, I thought I would come away playing this game a little more hyped on it than I was, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Well, I'm glad you did play it, though. Me too, man. And... So I, fin- I, 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 I still have to do the Leon playthrough in, in uh, full disclosure. Um, but there's a lot of shit coming out. That Leon playthrough might have to wait a little longer. <laughs> yeah. I think old Kratos might have something to say about that. Boy. Man, <laughs> I cannot wait. Speaking of which, I can't wait for God of War. Man, I can't wait for that. Yeah, man. Can't believe it. Just be out in a couple of days. Yep. And then an honest to goodness AAA title. And we're going to have our Elden Ring books, our first Elden Ring book, like an, uh, a week after that. Yep. Man, I can't wait. I cannot wait. You, you you would have thought they just put up Mass Effect skins in Fortnite the way I got excited when I got that pre-order notice about that Elden Ring book. Man, they've been putting some Star Wars skins up in Fortnite. Uh, I'll don't tell you what. talk about it, Steve. I can't talk about it, right? Like, <laughs> if I owned a house, I would have had to get a second mortgage. Not really. I mean, that's, that's a lot of fucking <laughs> Fortnite skins, bro. They might want to make me an associate producer. Um, yeah, they've had this whole Star Wars week going on in Fortnite this week, and it makes me so fucking happy. To And then when we were all rolling in a squad together and we were all wearing Star Wars skins, pff, one of the best days of my life. It's it was a, a low lot of fun. bar lately, but damn, it reached it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Got a couple more victory royales under the belt. Sure did. Sure did. I don't know if you noticed... But your old pal Halls was maybe dominating a little bit in Fortnite on Friday night. I was doing pretty good. I did. It's the, it's there the was, Star Wars stuff. There was one game where I died, and I was watching you, and I could see your stats, and I think you had killed like 10 people mm-hmm. by yourself. Mm-hmm. Pretty good stuff. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, I think that does it for the Resident Evil 2 chat. Um, We'll, we'll be off the spooky theme for next week, but... Uh, I mean, we like spooky games. I'm sure we'll bring it back eventually. Probably. Yeah. I, I met, Well, there's the Callisto Protocol, the Dead Space remake, Resident Evil mm-hmm. 4 remake. We've got some coming up in the next 12 months that I think we're going to talk about before Halloween next year. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Next next year, there's going to be a lot more shows that are actually like about games because there's actually a lot of games. A coming lot of up. games coming out, man. And I cannot wait. Oh, and then, you know, you just know in the middle of some big week where there's probably two games I want to play at the same time getting released, they're going to drop Elden Ring DLC. <laughs> I know that's coming. It's coming at some point. It's been almost a year now since the game's been out. We're, we're approaching um, 
I think it's what nine months since it's been out. Yep, ish yep. somewhere around there. It'll be a year so, this February. So around a year, I I would imagine we're going to hear something about what the DLC will be. Hopefully, yeah, so. we were talking about it and kind of wondering if there would be some sort of announcement at the Game Awards this year because all mm-hmm. all fucking serial killer Jeff Keeley. I'm telling you, he's got big serial killer energy. Um, he he seems like he's friends with old Miyazaki. Maybe he showed Miyazaki his feet one time, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll give you some exclusives." <laughs> you know, I what we got? What do we got to do to get Quentin Tarantino, Hidetaka Miyazaki, and that one guy from Game of Thrones in a room together with just a plaster foot and see what happens? <laughs> Should be. The queen from Game of Thrones is there just fucking mm-hmm. taking her feet out. Like It'll a... look like a blizzard. It'll look like a <laughs> blizzard from Dairy Queen in that joint. <laughs> like Shinji and Evangelion. Oh, in the, in the Evangelion. Yeah, they're just all <laughs> leaned over a hospital bed that's got a plaster foot on it. <laughs> Sticky ass hands afterwards. <laughs> Talking about fighting God and shit. Who knows what would happen. The game that would come out of uh miyazaki after that evening that might to- that might tank from software you know what i know it, would... <laughs> it would be uh, it would be the most amazing game you've ever played bro. elden foot that's the sequel to elden ring elden foot you're just walking around as a big foot collecting rings toe rings i toe think, rings. think about it like the the fingers were such a big part of the original Elden. you know maybe he's just setting us up for a foot so no, it's not like when it happens weird. you know it's going to be the most angelic fucking foot he doesn't do that because he doesn't want to besmirch, besmirch the good name of feet right that's right. why we haven't seen a foot monster yet he he holds them in too too high regard. That'd be like if I made a video game, you wouldn't see like a raccoon boss or like Vladi Divac as a villain, you know? <laughs> only only in places of glory. All right, listen guys. Like uh, leave us a review, please. We give stuff away every 20 reviews. So if you want to win something, leave us a review. Uh, follow Steve on Twitter at Stoned Cobra, follow me at Blue Harvest Pod, follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. Send us an email. What did you think about Resident Evil 2? Do you want to give us some email smoke, Brian, Sacred Icon Brian style, about our thoughts on the Resident Evil 2 remake? Send those in to highpotionpod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you for a, a much less spooky episode next week. Probably less feet talk, but probably not. Who knows? That's the, that's the cliffhanger. How much feet talk next episode? Tune in and find out. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Ah!